And if you're trying to do a marathon in this industry, you have got to fill your artistic cup any way you can. Hello, we are here at Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 35 of Untamed Shrews, Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky, and Happy New Year to everyone! As you heard in last month's episode, Dawn just had her baby. I think she's two weeks old? Mm, uh, yes. the time we're recording? Something like that. Something like that three weeks I don't know um but so today we have an honorary issue with us Cadence was uh one of our first guests um I think the running joke is episode three is that (laughs) yeah we're never sure which episode it was yeah so we just say episode three and she also wrote our amazing theme song yeah and since Dawn won't be joining us this month we thought it could be kind of fun to include Cadence in our check-in today so hello Cadence hello (laughs) hello (laughs) how are you I'm doing pretty good good tell us how you've been since they last heard from you yeah so my name's Cadence I have been involved with Flag Shakes since 2015 Mm -hmm. or 16 Mm -hmm. off and on um coming in and out of the beautiful land of Flagstaff um I've worked with y'all as an actor composer choreographer but uh (laughs) friend (laughs) I love flag shakes big fan um (laughs) I also write music I'm a dancer um and now I am based in New York City woohoo it's so good to see you, my love. It's good to see you, guys. <laughs> I miss you. I know. I miss you, too. Uh, really I do. actually saw each other in October when I was there for work. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, we met up for dinner. I, it, yeah, that was lovely. I, one of the best parts about living in New York is people tend to come through. Yeah. You know, like I've seen both of you in that capacity, like mm-hmm. whether or not you just want to be in New York because it's a fun place to be or you've got an audition or you've got other yeah. people here you know whatever it is it's you're more likely to see other people which I love that is super so. nice it's quite the hub I know it I haven't really seen is. you in person since July so oh. it's been it's been a few months oh. I know it's gross oh no. it's, <laughs> it's sad it's gross well Cadence come back to Flagstaff yeah <laughs> I know don't tempt me don't tempt me oh but I guess I should check in yeah I just came back from New Zealand woohoo that's probably like the biggest track in um I was there for three weeks and it was such a nice break from the hustle and bustle especially of NYC which we'll get into mm-hmm. and also I've wanted to go to New Zealand since I was a little girl like it's been the number one country on my list wow so the fact that I yeah for like a really long time so the fact that I got to go was really, really special. And a good friend of mine is from there, lives there, has family all over that I stayed with. So yeah. I was so fortunate to not have to pay for that much housing mm-hmm. and then stay in this like gorgeous sheep farm <laughs> and like, gorgeous lake house and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, just the it best. It was great. some of the things that you did while in New Zealand? I saw a glowworm cave. (gasps) What? What? Oh my God. I cried, you guys. I cried. (laughs) Glowworm cave. I cried at the glowworms. Um, Well, because the glowworms, they only exist in New Zealand. 
or like that specific species or maybe it's that specific thing I don't know yeah <laughs> there I'm actually not sure about Glowworm specific but there is so much stuff in New Zealand that only exists in New Zealand mm-hmm. because it's an island right and um yeah it's so interesting that way like their their national bird the kiwi bird yes. I got to see too and what a weird cute thing that <laughs> that they're kiwi so bird silly is. <laughs> it's silly is I did a lot of outdoor things too. It reminded me of Flagstaff. So you Flagstaff listeners, make your way over to New Zealand. I am telling you, you're going to love it because people are like always outside doing things. Everyone's very involved in like an outdoor sport, just like that's why I feel Flagstaff is. It's also the community is really lovely too. Everyone I talked to obviously is so nice. But yeah, I got to do some outdoorsy stuff too. I whitewater rafted for the first time. That was scaly, oh, wow. but yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I backpacked, hiked, lots of... I got to um, backpack around Mordor, so that was uh, <laughs> pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's my um, that's my check-in. That's your big What about name. you guys? <laughs> yeah, it's the big check-in. I, I can go, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, it's January. Um, my birthday is in a couple days Woo-hoo. from when we're recording. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, so that's I'm a Capricorn. Um, <laughs> I had, well, actually I had surgery one week ago for when we're recording. Um, this was a planned surgery, but related to um, everything that's been going on. But I'm feeling really good. It was, I feel like I'm back to normal, quite mm-hmm. honestly. And nice. I know that I'm not because <laughs> it's like still, you know, like the recovering of surgery and stuff. But like, I feel really good. So nice. Oh yeah, Becky. Yeah. So my yeah, my parents they were in town for a couple days. Oh right, New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, it was a pretty low key New Year's Eve for me. Um, I went out to dinner with my parents and then we saw a movie. Um, the men in the the boys in the boats. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah. It was it was a feel good movie and that's what I needed. Nice. Except the previews were for like action movies and like. villain type movies and I'm like I hate this I (laughs) this is giving images me images in my head that I don't want and now I have and I'm like this does not match what this movie is about (laughs) and I don't want them to be playing these um so Harkins uh I don't know if you're listening (laughs) Harkins HQ was like oh no the shrews oh no oh no (laughs) Um, and then, so New Year's Eve was like three days after I had surgery. So, um, I still had like some markings on my body and like, you know, just like general soreness. So, and I know this is such like a first world problem, but I didn't get to wear the dress that I wanted to wear, yeah. but oh. like, yeah, yeah. Cause I, so I did end up going to, um, the Flagstaff Foundry and Momentum Ariel had a combined, um, New Year's Eve event. And so I did go for about an hour in a dress that I felt good in, but it was not the dress that I wanted to wear. Yeah. I know this is, wow, if these are my problems, my problems are not that big, but. <laughs> yes, but pretty know. dresses. Yeah. Absolutely. They're important. I yeah. think especially New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. like that's the one where you, you planned the fit mm-hmm. yeah. well in advance. And yeah, I think, I think I get why that one hurts. For sure. Yep. Oh, I also um a couple days, I guess the week before New Year's, I went to Zion National Park and I yeah, I spent um 
I mean, I guess it was like over three days, but it was like, I got there on a Saturday, spent all day Sunday in the park and then left on Monday. But I am so happy I went. I, so I went to Zion with my parents a couple years ago in the summer. And I was like, I got to get back. But every time I wanted to get back, I was thinking about it, like for my birthday hike that I do in December or January. And I'm like, but is Zion going to be snowy? Mm -hmm. Like I can deal with the cold, but I don't want to be like hiking around in the snow. And the weather could not have been more perfect. Nice. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like it was cold. Yeah. But like, but it was nice. So nice. Yahoo. Yeah. Hannah, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um, let's see. Since last week. So let's see. We had a November episode. So right after the November episode, I did my show again in Phoenix <clears throat> which was great yeah um and that was honestly out of the six times I've done the show by far the best um I had learned a lot from the September episode or from, from September episode from the September show um that I really wanted to utilize which we talked a lot about in the stage fright episode so I just utilized some some new tactics um for rehearsing and things like that and I really felt much just really good about that show. Um, and the venue was gorgeous. I don't know if I mentioned it in November, but the I worked for the Bridge Initiative, um, which is a like little nonprofit um, down in Phoenix that's like women in supports women in theater. Um, and they do like small productions, so usually like one or two person shows or cabarets or like things like that. Um, so it was a perfect fit, really. And it was at the um, ASU Care Center and it's basically this old beautiful house with all of the walls and everything gutted out of the inside and so on the outside it's a house and then you walk in and it like drops down into like a legit theater and you're like where did this come from because on the outside oh, so cool. yeah on the outside it's like a front yard and a backyard and like a front door and like sparkly lights and a garden and you're like ooh, how cute and then you walk in and it's just like a theater with like lights and a grid and all these it's crazy but it was gorgeous and had like a 150 year old Steinway which my pianist was like just absolutely drooling over and the theater was so amazing um my boyfriend Jacob who is a guitar performer he was like what do I have to do to do like a concert in this space because it was just an amazing space and they had you know an awesome lighting designer on site and a sound designer on site who was literally like designing my lights like as I went I mean it was just really it was it looked really gorgeous um, so that one was great. So that was early December. And then honestly, after that show was over, it was just kind of a lot of work, like, you know, tying up loose ends before the holidays. Um, so I went to California for Christmas and took Jacob with me. Um, so we were there for like over a week with fam and it was just pretty sleepy, to be honest. We just like ate a lot of food and... You know, we played Hallmark Bingo um, via Cadence yes. Lamb's family. They loved yeah. it. They thought it was hilarious. My brother Cody absolutely crushed it, which, to be honest, we all knew was going to happen. My brother's very good at games. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang it, of course. And 
Yeah. And oh, while I was in California, I bought a car. Um, So my car, I know it's truly, I mean, so guys, if you know me at all, you know my Suzuki Grand Vitara. She has been around the block. Wow. She is like a part of me. I've had that car since I was 17. So over 10 years. And it was just finally time, you know, a new chapter. Yeah. Basically, I told my dad, who's a car broker, just like start looking and since she still runs amazingly I was like you know just once you find the perfect thing then we will make the jump so my dad called me up and was like I found a car at the auction do you want it you have 20 minutes (laughs) so I was (laughs) like yes uh so I bought it (laughs) thanks dad um shout out to my dad because wow he did a lot Shout um, out. He helped me sell my car before oh, I moved to true. New York. I forgot yeah. about that. I was like, I, I was on the phone with him and he was like telling me how to, what like... to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so great. He's the best. <laughs> um, so I bought my car and it was near my parents. So we actually drove a rental car to my hometown dropped off that rental car and then brought my new car home and basically since I've been home I've just been like ground running on selling my car so it's just been you know cleaning and deep cleaning it and emptying it out and getting you know posts and um but wow it's kind of like when I cut my hair like it shouldn't be so emotional but it is it's weird and like I posted on Instagram like that I was selling the car and I started getting messages people being like oh my gosh remember that time we like drove to that waterfall in that or like you know it was just like all these memories (laughs) I was like yes I do remember the time we drove to that waterfall (laughs) in my little Suzuki Grand Vitara so it's very emotional (laughs) which is I mean because that was your that's like your first car, right? My like, first car that was mine. My sister and I shared yeah. a car when we were like young teens, when we were in high school. But the this is the car that my parents gifted to me um, for my high school graduation. So I took it with me to college. So it was like my first car that was mine that like I did all of the maintenance on. Like, you know. So anyway, that was a long winded. I'm selling my car. <laughs> <laughs> but very oh, emotional. I- I feel so like emotionally connected to that car. I can't even imagine how you feel. Like I, I totally get how that would be. It's crazy <laughs> town. Um, so yeah, that's that. And sadly I got sick um, like the day after Christmas. Um, so I was kind of working on that all the way up until like right after New Year's. So sadly I missed New Year's Eve. I just had a cozy New Year's Eve, which is so funny because Cadence last New Year's Eve, I had the worst <laughs> stomach flu of my whole life and Cadence, oh my God. yes. And I, I was also going through the craziest, like three weeks of my life, like breakups. Was it, it was time. wild. And I remember... <laughs> there is nothing left of me i am like a husk of a human being (laughs) so anyway apparently my new years is are just going to forever be plagued (laughs) well i had a picture of hannah post right after she she has a she has a saltine in her hand she's wearing a classic hannah flannel she's sitting on her bed and and so I was like, hold on. And I took a picture of it. Because I was like, this is a beautiful, wonderful moment. I mean, oh. I also like, you know, 
having been your friend for many years, I could I could see how like there was so much growth in in that and in that like so many walls down, so much. There, I could see like so much good was about to happen to you, and I was just like really thrilled that you were just like fully accepting your position of no shit. Yeah, and I thought it was. Anyway, that was a screen save. That was like a background on my phone for a while. Was that picture of Hannah? I was like, this is the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I had been broken down to my purest form to only be built back up. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I thought that that was very funny that I caught. I mean, I was didn't have the stomach flu, but I was like, well, dang. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, just, yeah, that's my lot in life to be sick on New Year's Eve the rest of time. (laughs) Talking about New York City feels like a good little segue into New York City. (laughs) Yeah, tell, give us all of the good deeds. All of the good NYC deeds. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, you're catching me at an interesting time in my relationship with New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Partially because I just, like I said, I just came back from New Zealand. I just came back from a big break from it. And so I'm really trying to work through the things that I missed and the things that I did not miss about this city. And at first, when I first came back, I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not excited to be back. Like, that's not a good sign. And then um, Dustin, my partner, was like, okay, just remember, though, that you also weren't working in New Zealand. You were doing whatever you wanted. You were sleeping in. You You know what I mean? Like. And not only am I coming back to New York, I'm coming back to work, um, my job, my bills, my trying to push forward my career. You know, like there's so much else I'm coming back to that's not indicative of the city and my feelings about the city itself. But currently I'm trying to like parse through that. Yeah. But in general, New York is a wonderful, gorgeous, crazy place to live. There are days when... I hate it and there are days when I love it and that's just kind of the makeup of the city I don't know I think some people are built for just loving it all the time yeah and that's just not me but there are things that I do love about it and I also think like between in your first few years of living here your relationship to the city changes so much like your first year I've talked to everyone I've talked to like the first year of living here is just getting your feet under you and learning how to live at the higher cost of living Mm -hmm. learning how to make a community around you and also like that's such an important skill here because people come and go all the time because especially if a lot of your friends are actors but just in general too you know people will come and they will go and you got to know how to like build your own community I, I truly, I could just like spout on for, <laughs> for a long time about this. But. Yeah. Well, maybe more specifically, especially because it's about to be audition season, how has New York been for you audition wise? And how has booking mm-hmm. jobs in New York been? Have you found that you actually can walk into an audition and like feel like you actually got seen and like you know all those things or are you really just sending in videos still like what's the climate yeah that's that is a great question I think it is a great climate especially compared to what I hear about and I'd love to hear Becky's opinion of this because I never lived here pre-covid when 
but I've heard all the stories of people waking up at 3am and doing their makeup Mm -hmm. and, and getting to either Pearl Studios or the equity building and, and then not getting seen. Mm -hmm. That does not happen anymore. I wake up at like 630 maybe. And I go and I do not do my makeup yet. And mm-hmm. I go, I find, though, look, I am AMC. So that changes some things. But in general, like that, it, that is so much better going to in-person calls. I don't know if it's that there's less people or if people just came back and were like, actually, I'm not going to get there until yes. seven and I'm going to be fine with it. Like, I don't know really what, what changed, but boy oh boy I wouldn't I am not waking up at four uh-huh. um and I have been seen at most calls I go to of course there have been there have I think there's one call that I waited the whole day and then get seen but uh-huh. the other calls I haven't been seen at they like well, like, they type so, you out yeah. early or they let you know like hey we're not gonna see EMC non-act today uh-huh. they let you know like before lunch so I and, and I'm so grateful for that because I do not know how people were doing this like uh-huh. spending not only a whole day but like your night before and all for very little chance to be seen like uh-huh. oh my gosh and that's Y'all just to be superheroes. seen like seen yeah. not necessarily that you're gonna book it just to get seen. Mm-hmm. no truly so so yeah I'm I was EMC as well, or MEMC or whatever, um, pre-pandemic <laughs> when I was doing it. And I don't know what if it, this has changed, but when you're EMC, so maybe Cadence, you can speak to this, like going to an equity call, when you're EMC, yes, you're on like, so first they see equity performers, and then they'll see EMC performers, and then they'll see non, um, non-union non performers or non, yeah. And that's kind of like the list that they go down. But like for that like EMC list, like you still had to get there stupid early Mm -hmm. to sign up on this non-official list that really doesn't matter because equity doesn't follow like these non-union lists and EMC is considered non-union. But there was like, like, why am I here? Like, yeah, but it's like, so they don't follow that. So you still like kind of had to be there like you could sign up, but most people, I think at least I would just like, once I was there, I just stayed. Cause I was like, I don't want to not have my place in line. Like even being EMC, which is help was helpful, but I was like, but I don't want to miss my place in line when the doors open and they're taking down the list of EMC. And it's like, well, you kind of have to be there to sign yourself in. Mm -hmm. But there was also this like unspoken, um, I guess like agreement where it was like if your name is on the list like whoever is signing in that list like signs in the list as it is mm. and I realize that what I'm saying might not make sense to a lot of people um but, <laughs> but I was also at a union audition in Philly once and like there was the EMC list and the non-union list and like I signed up but I stayed there because I was like well like I'm not going to go anywhere else like this is the reason that I am in the here. city for the day like yeah. I am staying here so that I can get seen or so that I can be like high on the list and the casting director who um like I had known like when it came time to like write down the list of EMC people who were there like at the start of the day she was like don't go by this list like you're here you put your name down and I was like I'm okay Huh. I was like, all right, great. Yeah. Yeah. To, I mean, to explain to people the, the difference between unofficial and official list yeah. is um, an unofficial list is literally people getting there before the building itself opens. 
and someone puts their name down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and yeah. then they like you... tape up notebook paper to like the side yes. of the yeah. shit is wild yeah <laughs> and then you you go in and most of the time the equity people that are there running the audition will not accept it but like what becky said it's you're just hoping like the first person on the list will copy down the list from the unofficial directly onto the official just like it is Another reason my experience has been different is I, and I, I like going to the, at the calls at the equity building because that building opens like at seven, mm-hmm. maybe before even you always put your name right onto the official list. So I go, I put my name on the list. I have a coffee shop. I go to, to do my makeup, to eat my breakfast and have coffee to do, to have like, cause also time out of the waiting area is mm-hmm. very important to me because it's such a high stress, high pressure situation to be just like sitting there waiting for them to call your name, if they'll call your name, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much better to just get your name right on the official list and then you don't have to worry about it. One of the first auditions that I went to in 2018 when I was like back from the West Side Story tour and I was like, okay, I'm really gonna like mm-hmm. put, I don't know, really gonna- Pedal to uh, the metal. Yeah, pedal to the metal. I did do my makeup before leaving my friend's place in Astoria. And then I, but yeah, but then I got there at like, I don't know, 536. And I was like, oh, this was dumb. Why did I do my makeup before? <laughs> and then so like from there on out, I do what Caden or did what Cadence did, where yeah. it's like, no, you get there and then you have hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've only done a few auditions in New York and I think they were all in 2017. And it's so funny, the like culture, you know, like it was a, it was actually a Disney call, which is just a whole different brand Mm, of human beings. Um, But like, we all got there and we were all just like in our sweats with like, you know, our like character heels. And it's like, you know, we all show up looking like trash and we put ourselves on this list and we all just sit there. The good thing about this call, though, is that they actually put us like into like a dance room where we all just like chilled. So there were like mirrors everywhere, you know, so it was like pretty comfy, cozy. But it's not always that way. But I really don't have a lot of experience. And most of the experience I have for um, for auditions are actual slots that I've signed up for like way in advance uh just going back to like waiting outside the building like getting there with a crack of dawn or before the building even opens like I remember like a couple times like and again this was pre-pandemic so I don't know if people are still doing it but like when you're waiting in that line and like the city starts to wake up and so like people will be like walking by and they're like what's this line for (laughs) it's so cold why is everyone in this line it's like why are and all these like, girls yeah. wearing tiny dresses in this line yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of nude heels in this line <laughs> me and becky have talked yeah. about the audition nude heels too many times to count yeah. <laughs> you know what i i don't know if i've ever worn the audition nude heels really I definitely yeah. have. I don't do it yeah. anymore, but I definitely used to right out of musical theater school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like sure. in the, the teens of the 20 teens, like mm-hmm. that's, that was like the look was the like thing. a jewel toned dress. Mm-hmm. With your I was just going to say yeah. jewel tone dress. A fit and flare, a jewel toned dress. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably, oh my I gosh. probably got it from Old Navy. 
<laughs> so silly. Yeah, yeah. I hear that you're not getting there stupid early and yeah. you're still being seen. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so grateful. I Knowing my disposition, like, I would have burnt out so fast mm-hmm. yeah. if I was here pre-COVID. Because um, even now, I'm like, I bring a whole bunch of stuff to work on so I can feel productive if I, if I don't get seen or if nothing comes from the audition mm-hmm. so that the day feels like more than the 90 just seconds sitting. that I'm being seen, yeah. right? I think that's also just so important. Fun. Yeah, so you're not like like botching the audition just because you get in there and you're like, yeah. and you just like lose your mind. Yeah, last year during audition season, I quit my day job and just auditioned for like two and a half months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough yeah it was with my like Polar Express money a gig that I did in in Christmas Um, I was able to like survive you know and I wasn't like going out all the time obviously I was being quite frugal but Mm -hmm. um, I was doing okay and that helped too just like getting your reps in right Mm -hmm. like you especially now that I I know how it how it works the different studios like if I'm going to audition here like I know where I'll be walking in, kind of what the energy is while I wait. If I'm doing it at the Actors Equity Building, I know that I can get there and leave. And I know the coffee shop I'm going to. Just everything that like makes you feel more and more comfortable on the day comes with reps, I think. And so I don't, I mean, I've become way more picky about what I'm going in for. Mm-hmm. Just, even though I'm not waking up at four, it is a, it is a huge part of the day. devoted to that Mm -hmm. and so I'm just being and this is in general how I'm feeling more recently is just being more picky about what I'm putting my energy in auditioning so that I can put in more quality auditions Mm -hmm. right because I'm focusing on the ones that really matter to me but also I'm it's just helping my sanity because you really can only do so many and mm-hmm. so much of it. And and it's helped me like understand my type, my brand, what I want. One thing I was going to talk about with, with NYC is like there's this really strong current here that you can get swept into. And I found myself thinking like, oh, well, I don't need to like, or, or you know, I need to go to more dance classes so that I can... Mm-hmm. Um, be a, a course girl on Broadway mm-hmm. and what and then I like stopped and I'm like wait no that's not my goal well, you... Broad, Broadway's never been my goal like sure obviously like it's amazing it'd be great but that's that has never been my actual goal and you can just get swept the more people you you know talk to at auditions you just kind of get swept into this like and we're all I, I don't know this current of like and I'm using air quotes like everyone has the same definition of success where it's like that's mm-hmm. the, the goal yeah like the kool-aid that you're drinking i don't mm-hmm. know but it's like but then it sounds like you're like wait a minute wait but that's not my definition of success here like yeah and- so that is exactly it becky and and especially in this city there's also you're living around um five like financial bros and mm-hmm. like and like really really success oriented people in other industries but you're next to them like the the people I serve at brunch are like I I work at I love my restaurant that I work at first of all shout out banter Mm -hmm. um but the people I serve you know they're all like high class you see like these models like there's this this Mm -hmm. um thing in New York of like 
more money, more success, more, even just like apart from the theater industry, Mm -hmm. you're getting hit with that. And then you're also getting hit with also, I need to be on Broadway tomorrow, (laughs) you know, and yeah, the, the whole idea of success. That's exactly right, Becky. Well, I also think it's like remembering that we each have pockets and I don't know why, but there's this certain theater that always calls me back for like chorus girls And I literally every time have to remind them that like, I can't (laughs) dance like that. (laughs) They're like, so what, like they ask me over and over again every year. They're like, so what's your dance ability? And I'm like, okay, I've, I've said this four times. I'm a really good partner dancer and I'm an aerialist. That's what I'm good at. I don't just like pull triple pirouettes. Like, and then they're always like, okay, so do you want to do the dance call? And I'm like, no, I can't do a half of that. I'm not like that cookie cutter chorus girl who can pull the triple pirouettes, who can do the high yeah. kicks. That's just not what I'm going to be doing. So, I, And kind of the sad thing is I realized with dance class specifically, it's funny I use that as an example because I think in reality what's happened with me is I, and I have a lot of dance experience. However, I am not a chorus girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like I don't have the, um, the, body type like I'm way too tall mm-hmm. I am a little more curvy like I'm just and my my voice is like an alto mm-hmm. extraordinaire um but it's not like what what people are looking for when they look for a chorus lineup like mm-hmm. you know the cookie cutter thing you were saying Hannah but I that's something I'm trying to do this new year is do things just because I love them mm-hmm. and I feel whether, you know, I feel good at them, sure, like, and that I get joy from them. So because I wasn't taking dance for a long time, because I, it was kind of the inverse of what I said, like, I wasn't taking it because I thought, well, I'm not a chorus girl anyway. So that won't, I won't be on Broadway doing mm-hmm. a, being a chorus girl, you know, and it's so backwards, because really, I was just taking dance because I love dance. And yet I've, I've kind of like tied these things that I love to how they'll get me to success and if they'll get me to success. And if I see like the direct route to this type of NYC success, mm-hmm. and if I don't see that direct route, then I'm, I'm like, Oh, well, it's not worth my time, which is so silly. Like I love dance class. Mm-hmm. I should just be taking dance class, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Still sticking with dance. Yeah. Dance classes. That's how, I mean, I feel similarly where I'm like, yeah, I consider myself a strong mover, mm-hmm. but am I ever going to get called in for a chorus girl? No, because I don't have, yeah. yeah, similar to Hannah, I'm not going to be able to do triple pirouettes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when I was there in 2018 or maybe it was 2019 and I was taking, um, I was doing hip hop classes because the girl yeah. I was subletting from, her roommate, one of her roommates taught at Broadway <laughs> Dance Center Fun. and she was like, come take my hip hop class. And I, and I was like, okay, like I felt so awkward, but I was like, Hey, everyone's focused on themselves. Nobody is focused Mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, well, this is fun. And like, yeah, maybe I'm never going to go in for a hip hop musical, but like I'm moving my body in a way that feels good. So I, and yeah, I don't know. I took a couple hip hop classes and I don't know. I also think of like, so my background, I guess, like I took ballet classes growing up. And so like a couple years ago when I was trying to like get back into dance classes, I was like, I got to take ballet. I got to take ballet. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Physical theater jazz. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's okay. 
if you're enjoying it and you know that class still taught you something like it still taught you to pick up choreo quickly it still gave you a combo to work on because when you walk into an audition even if it's just a movement call not even a full dance Mm -hmm. call you have to pick it up quickly you have to learn how to learn a new move quickly like so even if it was hip-hop which you might not be going in for it still teaches you to like hear a song learn the movements quickly perform it for someone quickly you know even just simple as like I know what being in a dance studio feels like I know what it's like to dance in front of mirrors I know like all those things are like things you have to get used to when it comes to a dance call so at when I was taking classes I have two two things so when I was taking classes um in New York one of the instructors was like if you're looking at the mirror like look at your eyes she's like get comfortable looking Mm -hmm. at yourself in the eyes dancing Mm -hmm. and there was um there's a new theater company here in Flagstaff who did like a one hour dance um like learn I don't know like x amount of bars of choreo um in December and I went to it and I when I was looking in the mirror I was like oh my gosh oh I'm staring at myself I'm like oh I gotta get comfortable with this again (laughs) (laughs) um and then sorry just going back to that hip-hop class um something that I learned in that class is that hip-hop is like at its core um like partner dancing like oh. or social dancing sorry it's social dancing mm-hmm. like because it started in the clubs and it's like mm-hmm. a like a like hey I'm like hey baby I'm interested in yeah. you type thing and I was like yeah <laughs> to think of hip-hop as like a social dance in that way so yeah very true because we think of social dance as like ballroom swing etc yeah. yeah I think yeah I also I love hip-hop and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, your, just a tall yeah. white girl. Like, there's probably not much that that's gonna like do for me in my. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I something else I've uh, like a metaphor I've that's I've taken to heart here in New York is it's a marathon, not a sprint. I probably talked to both of you about that mm-hmm. just separately. But and if you're trying to do a marathon in this industry, you have got to fill your artistic cup mm-hmm. any way you can, and. I've, I've always found dance classes and trying trying something new like hip-hop or you know something that you haven't tried and you don't think it's gonna get you jobs or get you booked or whatever mm-hmm. can be such a beneficial way to just keep your artistic cup full because there will be dry seasons between your gigs like that it mm-hmm. will happen unless you're incredibly lucky mm-hmm. and you're going to drive yourself crazy if during those times you're like just working your service industry job and that's it. And you're just, then you get more and more desperate of like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to book a job so that I can do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I'm dying without it. There are ways to do what you love to do without, you know, being booked. Right. Um, and even though it's a bummer, you have to do, you know, to pay to go to a dance class mm-hmm. or, you're, you know, like writing stuff for free or whatever it is. But if you view it as a gift to yourself and a way to fill up that cup, I I have found that to be just crucial. Crucial. Do you know the artistic masterpiece that is center stage? The movie? No. <laughs> Wait, Julie, no. No, it's, um, it's like either like 98 or like 2000. 2000 or something like that but it's about this like the early 2000s ballet scene and there's this like iconic scene where she's like I just can't get the ballet so she goes to like a like 
jazz musical theater class and it's so funny oh my gosh you'd actually love this movie cadence but like you know they show like the uptight like american ballet theater classes and then she's like Uh i'm just gonna go downtown and take a musical theater class and the musical theater (laughs) dance teacher is like and one two three four and it's like they're like having so much fun and they're all like slapping each other's booties and stuff and they're just like so colorful and she's like i love dancing (laughs) and she's like this is what i was looking for (laughs) it's so that is exactly what i'm talking about exactly so anywho it's actually true it really does help you um like return to why you do it which actually reminds me i'm going to the shakespeare theater association conference next week and i always after that conference which is in january i always have like this newfound reinvigoration especially after the holidays you kind of get into a slump right But after Mm -hmm. that, I'm always like auditions and projects and ideas and Shakespeare and theater. And, you know, just like it gets you going again. Or like if you're not from New York, like go see a show, like want to go see a show. And then I cry and I'm like, this is what I love, you know. Um, And that always helps me at least. Just the other day, I watched Lemonade Mouth (laughs) for inspiration. (laughs) You guys don't know Lemonade Mouth is a Disney Channel original movie uh-huh. about a ragtag group of freshman high schoolers <laughs> who decide to start a band and stick it to their <laughs> stick it to the man. Anyway, stick it to the man, their principal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty great, so like you should go watch it. <laughs> but, but no, I was I was truly and fully inspired by that Disney Channel original movie. And Good. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> gotta find the inspiration wherever you can find it <laughs> you've got to you've got to we need it posted on your story you wrote mm-hmm. a song was it yes. yeah well it's it's actually it's a song i've written i wrote like years ago but i'm trying to get back on that tiktok <laughs> and put some of my because i've got like 17 finished songs that i've written in the past you know five years or something and only two of them are out on Spotify, and I and I'm toying with the idea of mm-hmm. of <laughs> producing a little EP oh. um, with some of the rest of the I am. <laughs> um, but I thought, well, it'd be a great start to just like put little blurbs of them out on TikTok to like mm-hmm. practice sharing them and catch um, people's interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also I was kind of thinking about just recording them in my room and then sending them out to get mixed and mastered Mm. because girls it's so expensive (laughs) yes to record in the studio um and also my music is already it's kind of meant to be a girl in her room do you know what i mean like i don't need much else fanciness so we'll see i'll keep you posted yeah go listen to (laughs) go listen to cadence lamb on spotify yeah spotify spotify um your song haha i have saved yeah. my 2020 oh i guess you released that in 2022 no yes the first the first version yeah okay, yeah yes okay so i have that saved in my like i have a spotify album for every year like songs that i discovered that year yeah. I know, reminds oh, me of it cute. and i was playing that album the other day in my car and oh, oh my god wait Yay. i love that idea becky doing year playlists yeah yeah that's and fun. then it like yeah it brings me back like mm-hmm. 
whatever I was doing that year or maybe whoever introduced me to that song or mm-hmm. the songs yeah. that I cried to that year, the songs that mm-hmm. I danced to that year, you know, oh, it happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The songs that I could not stop playing yep. that year. <laughs> yep. Yep. I like that because it's like, it's like your Spotify wrapped, you know, they give On you your the like yeah. your top played songs but you get a little bit more agency because maybe there are some songs you're right. Like that were really important to you that year because someone in particular showed mm-hmm. it to you or, you know, whatever. There's some with, with more of a story that Spotify probably messes. Wouldn't catch. Yeah. Cadence. So we got through a lot of audition talk. Tell us about the jobs that you did book because this last year um, you did do a couple of in, in New York shows um, tell us about them and kind of just what the actor culture in NYC is now once you actually book a job. Something I've learned in the jobs that I have booked here in New York itself is there is such a huge scope, a huge scope of, I'll, I'll get into it, um, professionalism and um, experience and Unfortunately, I learned some not great lessons about that, which Mm -hmm. is why another reason why I'm being a little bit more picky. Um, And I think there was, you know, a few years ago, some of these jobs I have booked would have been thrilling and wonderful experiences. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like I have paid some dues by now. Mm -hmm. And I come to expect a certain level of professionalism Mm -hmm. um and that's not always met and that is kind of a bummer but it was like a wake-up call you think you know everything in New York is just like the top of the Mm -hmm. top and it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. that being said I like I met amazing people worked with some like very talented people um and those few gigs that I did this year but I just think that is important to say and not and not like sugarcoat um Mm -hmm. Because it was something I I was shocked by, even though looking back, it's like, no, that makes sense. Of course, like there's varying levels of these things, even in New York. But mm-hmm. I just didn't think that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was something when I got to New York, which I was not there for long. I always thought like, oh, I could never make it. I couldn't like, you know, I'm fine, but I'm not like New York level. And then I got to New York and I was like, oh. I'm just as good as like all of yep. these people like you are you are up there with them and when you when you think about New York as a child you're like wow yeah New York <laughs> yeah well I wonder if that also speaks to some like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. because like, I feel that way too and there are even moments where I'm like oh what if I get cast in this show like that's a professional company. I don't know how to be an actor in a professional company <laughs> and like in a rehearsal room like that. And I'm like, what? That yes, is you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Have that thought, but no, I, yeah, I think that is so easy. It's, it's silly. Yeah. You can like relapse into imposter syndrome all the time, like mm-hmm. so easily, but at the same time, I, you know, you can't, I learned about, you always have to watch your ego, right? Like if you've committed to a process and it is not exactly what you most would have hoped you've committed and so like you have got to you you know find the best out of it do the best work you can um try to find ways for it to fill that artistic cup I was talking about because like you booked queen like yay Mm -hmm. so you know 
no, regardless, there are ways to practice your craft, um, find joy in it, like truly no matter what. And I do, and I will always believe that. It's just sometimes it is, it is a little harder than, mm-hmm. than other times. And in terms of uh, the, th- the funny thing too is the ones I actually booked were all because I knew someone. Mm-hmm. And that is just how yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Which is, is kind of daunting, especially just someone like me. I don't consider myself a great networker. I, I would much rather be like, well, you know, work with me and get to know me over the course of like three years and then you'll <laughs> you'll really like me. Like, I promise. You know what I mean? Like, I just, and that's the way things have worked for me in my life before moving to New York. It's just been like, I know you through college or like Dawn, I I knew her through high school. Like she knew me well from other things. And so I didn't have to like, do this push thing it just feels so disingenuous to me mm-hmm. to be like at a party and be like oh what do you do okay let me see how I can like right use that to get ahead you know and some people are very good at it and some people do it naturally but it's not disingenuous they just are excited about meeting people mm-hmm. and sharing about themselves and I don't know that's something I'm really going to work on this year is like putting my putting myself out there more in a genuine way like finding a way Mm -hmm. that I I can network and feel good about it because I think sometimes too I don't do it because I of the imposter syndrome of the the feeling like oh well you know I shouldn't tell them about my music because they might not even like it so Mm. what you know but also that's I Maybe but, don't think about it as networking, but just like think about it as like making friends. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think if you just get to know people just as humans and like don't even necessarily lead with like, what can I do for you? But like the times that I've booked jobs have just been because like I got to know someone just to get Mm -hmm. to know them. And then they were like, they heard me talking about something, not even necessarily me being like, so let me tell you about my one woman show. (laughs) It's more like they heard me talking about it to a friend or like they saw a photo of it. And then they were like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Like, you know, like if you just get to know people and create a community and like work with people. And I mean, there will always be people that aren't your people and and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, but if you just when you can put your best foot forward and just get to know people and just like create connections that are uh, more on the personal side first, then mm-hmm. they'll like, you'll be on their top of their mind, you know, like, Oh, you know, I do need a composer for this um, show that I'm doing. And, you know, I saw Cadence had something on Spotify and, and that was really fun to listen to. And that's kind of the vibe I'm going for. And like, it just kind of mm-hmm. like does that. And so like getting to know yeah. people, you know, and yeah. Was- and I do feel like Hannah, you're, you are naturally like quite, quite good at that you're just like a people person you're very confident in the things you're doing and you just naturally can present them in like a non-prideful conceited way and just but just be like here's the facts of like what I can do and what I have done and what I'm doing now and like tell me about you you know yeah so (laughs) thanks I'm gonna try to channel that Hannah energy (laughs) 
But it is funny though, because like you put in all those auditions, all those reps, and it's so true. Yeah. Half the time, the jobs you book are not the jobs you auditioned for. Like literally, yeah. the jobs I booked this year were not job. Like I probably sent out like fifty-five auditions like last mm-hmm. audition season, and the like five jobs I booked this year were because of other things, like yeah. people I knew or people that reached out to me. Yeah, but yeah. that just goes to show like doing like kids what you were saying like filling your artistic cup has value so if going yeah. to a dance class not because you think you're gonna mm-hmm. be the next chorus girl on broadway but because <laughs> you're having fun that's making connections if you do, you know like all the things that you do to make connections like people want to work with their friends you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or people they trust so like, yeah yeah with their yeah. friends trust with friends of friends like mm-hmm. yeah so it all i don't know it all has merit just being like a well-rounded human Mm -hmm. (laughs) that yeah that is so true and yeah I'm I'm, I've already found some some progress and just like doing things for the joy Zora and I Zora is my roommate and and good friend we started writing together Mm -hmm. and I obviously I write music I write songs and that's you know there's words involved there but I never thought I could write like a narrative Mm -hmm. and this whole past year we've started and it started just as like something fun to do again to fill that artistic cup. And now we're like thinking about producing one mm-hmm. of the sketches and we've created um, like a writer's group and Cute. we pulled together. We were we were really nervous because we reached out to people. Some of them were close, you know, close friends. Others were, I worked once with you, but I think you're really cool. Yeah. And I know you write plays. Like, do you want to be a part of this group? And everyone said yes and everyone has been coming and they've been like really successful fruitful meetings that have just like given both Zora and I so much life Mm -hmm. and um and who yeah who knows what will come from that and again even if nothing does like I am happier for it and I'm more full for it and that's really all that you know it needs to be I guess that's amazing I'm so happy it's been really fun (sighs) well we have been going for about an hour or so. I know. How does that always happen? (laughs) Um, So any just last minute thoughts about NYC or about just updates since you've been on the pod last, if you guys remember episode three, just kidding. Uh, When Cadence was on the episode, that was the If Music Be the Food of Love episode. And I think we we mostly talked about, you know, your experience as a singer songwriter and obviously within musical theater, too. But we kind of focused just on like the music side of theater um, in that in that chat. But uh, gosh, wow, that is in the depths of the reserves. So if you want to go listen to that episode go find it although it's still one of our best performing episodes so it's probably like people have probably heard it if they're listening to the shrews because Cadence is a popular gal within the shrews (laughs) (laughs) the shrews love some Cadence Uh, slam oh man I'm I'm the shrews biggest fan so you're your biggest fan too we really are (laughs) Yeah, any just last minute thoughts about NYC or auditions or anything like that? Where people can find you mm, on the yes. socials. Totally. Well, yes, the socials are just at Cadence Lamb and cadencelam.com and um, Cadence Lamb at Gmail. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very fortunate to have such a unique, unique name, name that it's yeah. always just my name. And then my TikTok is at Cadence Lamb Music. Yeah, I think 
my my parting words will be and this is something i'm will always be working on too is just your tempo is going to be different your timeline is going to be different the cliche of your journey is mm-hmm. going to be different mm-hmm. than other people mm-hmm. um and specifically with nyc be aware of the current it can be helpful and it can be really energizing and it can also sweep you somewhere you're not even meaning to go mm-hmm. so just just being aware of how you can use the current and use the city and not be you know used by it i guess Ooh, such metaphors here <laughs> all the <laughs> metaphors so many metaphors so many metaphors <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Cadence. That was really lovely. Hopefully, because we had Jennifer Vosters on a few months ago, and we had like a really big Chicago update. So we thought this would be great to have like a nice, solid New York update because just, you know, everything is so different after COVID. And it's like, what is it actually like anymore? Like, mm-hmm. Lord only knows. Um, so I think this will be helpful. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I really miss you guys. It was lovely, lovely, lovely to chat with you. Mm, you too, love. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. Join us for our next episode in March. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on the Flag Shakes website. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on sunsounds.org and the Flag Shakes YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, put us in your Instagram stories, donate at flagshakes.org slash donate, become a podcast sponsor, and buy Shrew Crew merch. Help support the Shrew Crew. This episode of Untamed Shrews starring Becky Zaritsky, Hannah Fonts, and Cadence Lamb. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Cadence Lamb. <laughs> Podcast produced and edited by me, Hannah Fonts. Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds of Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>